Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Soul to Soul. I am Rabbi Ari Kiva, and it's great to be with you. Today, I'm actually doing a very short and quick program. We are taking a little break from our usual program in which we discuss crime and consequence and Jewish perspective on law and order and things like that, because that is our latest topic. But I would like to talk with you this week about something else, a very important topic, because, as I mentioned last week, that February is Jewish Disability and Inclusion Awareness Month. And it's very, very important that we do more as a community to be more inclusive of people in our community that are perhaps not the same as ourselves. Now, at the end of the day, remember that Our common denominator, what makes us one, is not our external features, but rather if we look at who we are as people, our inner core value, that God created us means we matter and we're indispensable to God's plan for this world. And so in commemoration and celebration of that, this week, Jewish communities around the world, and here in South Africa, I can tell you at least at our shul, Santon Central Shul, Chabad's Goodness and Kindness Center, we are trying our best to promote more of awareness and inclusivity. And I think this is something that is the spread across the board from Jewish education to outreach to social service programming. Of course, lots of organizations in our community doing lots of good things. And February being this month of inclusiveness, it's important for us to be more inclusive of people from all backgrounds and affiliations to be involved. And so this week is called Shabbat Together. It's a Shabbos during which our community will focus on including people living with disabilities or mental health conditions. And the truth is, just look at yourself deeply in the mirror. According to some statistic I recently read, 25% of the population have a disability. Personally, I might be wrong, but I believe everyone's got some kind of disability. I mean, maybe I can't throw a ball. Maybe I'm scared of heights. Everyone's got some kind of disability. So this weekend, Shabbat Together is a global project, and I believe it's spearheaded by the Ruderman Chabad Inclusion Initiative, which is an organization that empowers Jewish communities to create a welcoming and inclusive environment for people with disabilities or mental health conditions. And so this weekend, we invite you at our shul, but I'm sure your shul very possibly is having something as well. I certainly know that Chabad River Club, Rabbi Masinter Shul, is definitely having some programs specially celebrating this Shabbat together. I know that Sidnam Shul, Rabbi Goldman has been planning some things, Rabbi Schnurb and others. So I could tell you at least what goes on by us. Anyone who comes will enjoy meaningful discussions. We have booklets prepared that will discuss this special shiurim that we're going to talk about over this weekend about the importance, the theory of inclusion from a Torah perspective, because oftentimes people with disabilities are defined and identified by their disabilities instead of by who they are as a person. And so to quote, again, I'm already forgetting who I'm quoting, but somebody who's got some kind of challenge says, don't see me for nine tenths of my disability and one tenth myself. Rather, see me for who I am. I'm a human being. I'm a person. I might have different challenges. We all have different sets of challenges. And so one of our shiur and one of the workshops we're going to have this Shabbos is going to explore the modern concept of universal human rights, where it comes from, the whole idea, and we're going to trace its philosophical basis to values and principles that are actually formulated in the Torah, in the Talmud, in Jewish in Jewish. Um, 
ethics. And we're going to look at how we could actually look at people for the human worth and dignity. We have two very special guest speakers at our show this Shabbos. We have Denise Slansky, who's going to give her fascinating perspective, as well as we have Bernice Funk, who has her own unique journey and is going to share her story. And, of course, there will be a very special bracha to celebrate that with. And definitely we're going to try to make our prayer services, shul, a lot more inspirational and thought-provoking that we could think a little bit more about inclusivity, all in the spirit of inclusion and, most importantly, awareness. I'll give you an example. If you look at the branches of the menorah discussed in this week's Torah portion, the menorah the Torah describes to us was one piece of pure, solid gold. If you look at our essence, we all come from the same source. We are all created in the divine image. We are all like the menorah, one piece of pure, solid gold. But at the end of the day, the menorah had seven branches. We each are different, unique, and special in our own way. And so this, of course, is the theory of the Jewish awareness in this project on how to be more inclusive. We could all be part of the menorah. We could celebrate our differences. And so after Shabbos... A lot of people are going to come to join us. We're going to have a special Havdalah ceremony, which will obviously mark the culmination, the conclusion of Shabbos. We'll sing. It will be a musical Havdalah, which will be followed by a movie screening. And that, of course, will be an interesting film about someone who succeeded despite her challenges in life. And this is a proper Hollywood movie, and everyone is welcome to join us for this. Free of charge, we'll hopefully have popcorn and everyone is welcome to join us for that on Saturday night after Shabbos. Now, just thinking about this concept of inclusion, a lot of religious settings such as the shul, think even of a mikvah, or holiday programs, you know that our Pesach retreat this year takes place at the Hunter's Rest Hotel for the nine days of Pesach. People are welcome to book for a day or for the full festival, whatever you wish to come for. One of the great features that I like about the Hunter's Rest Hotel is that it is almost fully wheelchair accessible. Anyone who needs wheelchair accessibility, there are ramps and most of the rooms, and if a person, obviously we're not going to allocate a guest room to someone who needs that accessibility. But for the most part, nearly the entire hotel is easily accessible by anyone. And that's an important thing that we have to look at the challenges that a lot of people face. If I think about my own shul, thank God we have a nice ramps. You don't need any steps to climb to get into my shul, which of course is another great advantage that a lot of shuls should look at how to ease the challenges for people with disabilities. And then again, of course, those with mental health conditions, we got to think what could we do to be more accommodating and to make sure that everyone feels welcome. And so very important focus that we're going to spend time on during this Shabbos is how we as a community, how we could better support people with any disabilities so that they feel at home at shul, where they belong, or at community events and functions to be more inclusive. Our community, just like every community, includes people with disabilities. That's a fact of life. And we may not always see or understand what someone's going through, but we can work to create an environment where everyone feels welcome and like they truly belong. Everyone should belong at Shul. I want to quote my good friend Ricky Lomi, who comes to Chabad House nearly every day for our programs, for our Shurim and lectures. And by the way, with that in mind, 
all senior citizens, not just seniors, but we have the Chabad Seniors Program. And I'm very proud to be the one who coordinates this program and directs it every day at Chabad House. And yes, we have shiurim specifically for the young at heart. Of course, we have activities for the kids, for the teens, for people of all ages, and there are always shiurim available. But all shuls should try to be a little more inclusive in whatever way possible. People with disabilities actually contribute meaningfully to our community. And it's up to us to make them feel welcome and included so they can participate and contribute in whatever meaningful way that they can. And so Ricky spoke with me about some of the challenges that he faces as being visually impaired. And he mentioned to me how some organizations are providing books with Braille reading. And in fact, Chabad has produced numerous such books. And we just have to make sure to get some sponsorships and arrange for these books to be brought right here. In the United States, I believe there's an organization that is a Jewish committee for the people who are blind and to help with books that have Braille. So again, this weekend, Shabbat Together is an opportunity to increase our efforts to be more inclusive. And of course, whatever way is possible, whether it's wheelchair accessibility or shul brachas to include more allergen-sensitive menus, or like we said, braille print or large print, sidurim, chamashim, page number signage. How many people come into the shul are lost? They're not sure where you're holding. One thing we've done at our shul was we have a very easy sign. Any shul can make it. It's very easy to put up signs in front of the shul that constantly tell people what page you're on. And this is so simple and basic it's elementary that you don't need any sophistication to put together such a system. And by doing so, this will certainly help people feel more included, more at shul. I want to go through a few other things that perhaps come to mind on how we could make people feel more welcome in shul or at the schools when we realize that we're all created equal. As an American, I could tell you that in the Declaration of Independence, in the very Constitution of the United States, the very first thing that stands out is we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that is a very, very important, very important message for everyone to realize we're all created equal, and it might be part of the Constitution. I'm sure here this country must have something similar. In the 1940s, there was, in the wake of the Holocaust, another declaration called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which declared how every human being is deserves equal opportunity. And the truth is, as Jews we know, what's the origin of the idea that all human beings are created equal and have that inherent dignity. Of course, it's the Torah in the very beginning of Genesis where we read how we are all created in the divine image. And that's that's indicated numerous times in the Torah. We even talk about a criminal, something we discussed two weeks ago here on the show. Someone who's a criminal, that person, what kind of dignity do they deserve? And yet the Torah says someone who deserves to be hanged because they lost their moral compass, they lost every shroud of humanity, and therefore they're executed. Even such a debased person still is created in the divine image, and that's why the Torah prescribes that the hanged individual cannot hang overnight. Why? Because they are created in the divine image, just like everyone else's. And therefore, we have to be compassionate. We have to be caring. We have to know that 
if somebody is created in the divine image, just as we are, then they have the same equal rights and opportunities as we do. There's a very famous story in the Gemara about Rabbi Elazar, who's the son of Rabbi Shimon, great Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And he was coming from his studies, he was very proud of himself, and he's riding leisurely on his donkey by the riverside. And the Gemara tells us, it's in Tractate Tainas and Daf Chaf, the Gemara tells the story how he's feeling, feeling very proud, and then all of a sudden he's greeted by this fellow who says, you know, Shalom Aleichem Rabbi. But this fellow didn't seem to be the most handsome fellow out there. And the rabbi looks at him, and his response is not like, thank you for kind greetings. Instead, the rabbi says, Vareka, you empty one. You hear this? Kama mechur, I say ish. And begins to chastise him. How ugly is this person? And he goes on and asks him, are all the people from the place you come from as ugly as you? And the man's response says, Leich ve'amar le'uman shasani. Go speak to the craftsman who made me. And go tell him, Kama mechur sisa. Tell him how ugly is this vessel which you made. And the Gemara discusses this and tells the details of the story, how ultimately the rabbi realized how wrong he was. But what's powerful is that this person responds, speak to the craftsman who made me. Speak to the one who fashioned me. Because the truth is, as ugly as a person is. Now the Talmud says he wasn't referring to his physical features. Could have perhaps been a very handsome, good-looking fellow. But the rabbi was rather referring to his personality, his character traits, the way he behaved. And yet still we have to recognize how every person is created in the divine image. And this, even a great rabbi, got wrong. So yes, it's true, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we don't realize. Sometimes we're not aware of the, the truth of a matter that each person is created in the divine image and how, yes, indeed, we have to look at each individual for who they are, for the divine image in which they were created. It's a very, very, very important and powerful lesson that this person taught. And if you look even in the Gemara, there's a debate as to what's the most important verse. And I want to share with you two theories. First one is Rabbi Akiva and Ben Azai who debate this. Rabbi Akiva says, we have to to love your fellow as yourself. He says, love is the most important, the most important principle of the entire Torah. Yet his colleague Ben Azai says, no, Zeh Sefer told us, Adam, that man is created, the narrative of the creation of man created in the divine image is even more important because what is the significance in that verse? The respect. And indeed, Ben Azai says that why would respect be a greater value than love? Well, if you love someone but you can't respect them, you can't see their inherent divine divinity within them, then we are lacking, we're missing the whole point of each one of us created in the divine image. So I think it's a very, very important point that we have to recognize that yes, the Haftalarecha as and to quote the words of uh, the Ravid, Rabbi Avram ben David, he says, if you look at the verse, we have to love your fellow Kamocha, like you. Because if you were disgraced or cursed, if someone robbed you or injured you, then think about your friend. And it's interesting that this verse we are told, I'll, I'll actually follow through with another story. You know the story of Shammai and Hillel, where the fellow comes to Shammai and says, teach me the whole Torah while I stand at one foot. Shammai says, are you crazy? Get out of here. And it says, in fact, that he picked up his measuring stick. And the Talmud says, what's the meaning of picking up his measuring stick? It's just like a building cannot stand on just one foot, cannot stand on one beam, 
You can't say that all of Judaism gets measured down to one single principle. But Hillel, on the other hand, did base it on this principle, to love you fellows yourself, what is hateful unto you, don't do to others. Perhaps what Hillel was saying is that the entirety of humanity, when you think about another person, that every individual, if you love your fellow, then you are realizing, you know, actually, think about it. Don't steal. Well, if you loved your fellow, why would you steal from him? Don't, don't curse them. Don't covet them. Don't steal from them. All the different commandments. Don't kill them. Because if you love them, you wouldn't be doing those things. The question, though, is, what is keeping Shabbos or kosher or shaking the little of an esrog and all the other different mitzvahs that we do? What do they have to do with this idea of loving your fellow as yourself? What's hateful unto you not to do to others? And perhaps a deeper idea of what Hillel's teaching is, is that if we go back to the basis, to the inherent value of every human being created in the divine image, then we emphasize that a human being is inherently as equal to us. So who is being disgraced? Who is being cursed? Who is being robbed? Who are we mis- who is being mistreated? The image of God. Because every single one of us is created in that same divine image. And so I think it's a very powerful message that Hillel was teaching. Yes, on the surface, we all look different. And yes, on the surface, just as we wouldn't want to be hurt, we should be considerate of others. But Hillel is saying on a much deeper level, we realize the depth that inside each one of us is that divine image. And so, my dear friends, this weekend, this Shabbos of Shabbat together, I really want to encourage you in whatever way possible, to be part of this, to participate, to do whatever you can to actually show, demonstrate, create a more of an awareness of this project and to join with your family in whatever way possible to talk about how, of ways how we can be more inclusive, to show children how they can be more inclusive of everyone and anyone, whether it's a classmate, a friend, whoever it might be, it's important that we find ways of being more inclusive in every and any way possible. Again, I invite you to join us if you would like on Shabbos afternoon at our shul or any shul that's participating in this program and to really be a part of it, to really participate in the, in the program, in the events and to really be part of it. So as I said today, I got to be a little quick and I will be wishing you all a good Shabbos from this moment and a meaningful day. And we will be back next week. If you want to join us for Crime and Consequence, come Wednesday at Wednesday mornings at Chabad Savoy or Wednesday evening at Chabad's Goodness and Kindness Center in Sandton Central and join us for Crime and Consequence. The show will resume with that next week. In the meantime, wishing you a fabulous Shabbos, Shabbat together. Enjoy it. Learn together with your family. Discuss the ideas that we discussed today. And we'll continue next week. Carpe diem. Have a fabulous day. Shabbat shalom.